Salam guys, I'm Mohsin. Welcome to this episode of Millionaire Muslim. Before we get into this episode, we just wanted to spend a few seconds telling you about Islamic Finance Guru or IFG for short. Mohsin and I co-founded IFG in 2015 because we couldn't find content about personal finance and Islamic finance for Muslims like you and I. Nowadays, alhamdulillah, we reach an audience of hundreds of thousands and our goal is to keep providing great content to help you guys. So if you're looking for halal investments and Islamic mortgages or startup funding, check us out at islamicfinanceguru.com. And if you want to get in touch with us directly, you can get me on mohsin at islamicfinanceguru.com and you can get Ibrahim on ibrahim at islamicfinanceguru.com. Enjoy the episode. Since its launch, tens of thousands of Muslims have given zakat through NZF. We're the only platform with a national reach enabling you to give zakat to those who need it here. Across the country, Muslims are in need. Your zakat has the potential to change their lives. Just go to www.nzf.org.uk to calculate your zakat, choose how it's used, and keep updated about the impact it's having on the lives of Muslims where you live. NZF. Give zakat here. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Millionaire Muslim Podcast. I'm here with none other than Oxford Don and old acquaintance of ours, Sheikh Wahbi Al Buri. I think he's a doctor these days. Doctor, doctor, doctor. <laughs> doctor Wahbi Al Buri mm-hmm. and uh, my esteemed colleague Ibrahim Khan. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Wahbi was at university with us. So back in, I graduated in 2012, Ibrahim graduated in 2013. And uh, we last saw each other at my wedding, as you reminded me. Yes, in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, fun times. Mm. And uh, Wahbi has, mashallah, smashed it. So mm. why don't we get into the topics of discussion? So, first of all, let's go to. You have to give Wahbi like an introduction. Like, you have to like big him up, isn't it? Yeah, that's Weighing... I should have written you an introduction. 100. 50 pounds hailing from Swansea Catskills, New York. Well, no, but like actually, we should have brought him in on the throne. Well, I went to a sort of uh, learning how to uh, give public speaking oh, yeah. masterclass thing the other day, and they literally said, "Oh, if you're being at a conference, you're being introduced at a conference. Make sure you write them an introduction." Ah, yeah, so I should have written you an you introduction. Should have done. It should have done. Yeah. Bigging me up, and then I give it to you. Yeah, yeah. It's easier then, isn't it? Otherwise, you're going to have to like big yourself up. Exactly. Like, and it's, it's, I'm an you know, no one, don, no one likes yeah. it. No one likes. No one likes it. No one likes a humble bragger, do they? Yeah. It's not even yeah. humble. How are you going to like be humble about? Oh, you know, I. I'm an Oxford Don. Um, yeah. I'm just like, you know, re- really clever and uh, it's quite competitive. So let, let's say you were writing your introduction. What would you have said? What have I said? <laughs> oh God, now you've made it difficult. That's meta, isn't it? Yeah. Well, firstly, I would have made it as difficult to read as possible just to, <laughs> just to make you trip up on it. Metalogy. But uh, yeah, I mean, what would I say? Sort of, uh, I'm a research fellow here at Keeble College, uh, Oxford um, in biomedical engineering. And sort of I've been here for, I guess, a year and a half now. I did my DPhil here as well, and as you know, my undergrad in engineering, and I teach sort of undergraduate engineering. Yeah, and so we'll go into topics of, I guess, later of what exactly I do, but that's fantastic. That's the gist of it. Yeah, fantastic. So now you're you've gone from you know back in our day, mm-hmm. the kind of being the underling, yes, uh, into now teaching the underlings. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, I mean, you you know, some fantastic talent here in Oxford. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm always impressed by the talent we get here, actually. I mean, they're just really smart, and they're definitely smarter than we were when we were undergrads. I mean, I don't know about you, really? but they're definitely smarter than I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're sure. definitely, definitely smarter than us, yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah, they probably were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, on that bombshell, let's, uh, let's turn to our time in Oxford. Yeah. So, I mean, my memories of myself is that, you know, quite a suave, uh, thin individual. Yeah. Um, quite good looking. Same here, actually. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty good looking. Yeah. <laughs> 
What do you remember from our time, our interactions? Oh, definitely not that of you. No. <laughs> yeah, no. That of me, for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's probably true, actually. <laughs> but uh, what do I remember from still my Still the same. I know, I remember, I mean, in terms of you two, I remember you two being, you know, hustlers, and I guess you still are. Yeah, it's, it's you're in your nature. Mm. So it's I mean, good to see you again. I mean, cannabis wasn't legal then. <laughs> if it was, it still, it still isn't for him. Is it not? No. Oh, yeah, bloody oh, yeah. It, was. <laughs> it is. In, it is in the US. In some states, yeah. that's true. That's, <laughs> that's true. the states that we're registered in. Yeah, I didn't Brahim see him put whatever's in his pocket. Like, I thought it was legal. <laughs> we actually had like I had a smokers corner at Bracenose just oh, yeah. outside my room, nice. and they just like go through various different, you know. Herbs and spices yeah, outside yeah, yeah, yeah. there. With the, the garam masala and exactly, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Haralanya. <laughs> all that stuff. Harat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All that. But anyway, so I remember that you were a bit of a dab hand at football as well. I used to play, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really gone downhill ever since I sort of started working. Yeah. <laughs> started doing stuff and not, had, like, not had time like for football. I don't have free time. It's like, God, yeah, terrible. But uh, yeah, um, used to play a bit of football, centre-back, you know. And the you, leg breaker. Yeah, that was me. Uh, you weren't like your classic engineer. So you're like your quintessential engineer is probably like a, you know, he quite likes maths, not socially that savvy necessarily, <laughs> and probably a male, Yes, uh, unfortunately, yeah. which I unfortunately. yeah. And not like interested in other things like, you know, the science, like humanities or yeah. the arts or like the world in general. Yeah. And you are not that from what I remember. No, you're not the first person to point that out. Either. Yeah. And people do tend to say you're not a typical engineer. That's, that's good though, I think. I think it's good. I mean, to be honest, I always said that if I hadn't applied for engineering here, I would have applied to history. Or, mm. oh, okay. Makes sense. Or, or English literature. That was right, sort of really? my two real passions. But then I thought, hmm. I want a job at the end of it. No offense to anyone who does English literature or history, yeah. but for me, I was, I was thinking at the age of 16, what will give me the best or the greatest number of options once I leave university. Yeah, and quite interesting. Was, yeah. That was it's my true. choice. For we've, we've done a podcast on this very topic. Oh, have you? Okay, interesting. Yeah. So the analogy I gave was that if my eldest son came to me, yeah. I've got two kids now, by the way. Um, yeah. So if my eldest son came to me and was like, Dad, I'm, I really want to be like an artist or something, yeah. I'd like... You know, I wouldn't take too kindly to that, I don't think. Mm, that's interesting. So, but I do, uh, in, in fairness, I mean, that's your opinion, but I feel like as Muslims, we do need more people in culture. We need people in, in Yeah, culture. so like, this is very people. true. Yeah. We, 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 we kind of, so like, yeah, we went through the houses on this one. Yeah. I disagree with but, that. Um, I can remember. Okay. Yeah, your, his view is like, if he's going to be like the best artist around, mm -hmm. then go for it, which I agree with, but I don't yeah. think he would be. <laughs> Great confidence in your son there. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair but, enough. Uh, but yeah, so uh, but I do engineering, but on the side I so English, whatever. Why don't you take us through? So we obviously we saw you like in terms of as an undergrad. Yeah. Then what happened? Presumably, presumably you did like a defil in something. Mm -hmm. You're sat here now as a fellow of Keble College. Fellow, so yeah. why don't you tell us a bit about what that actually means in lay terms to people outside the Oxford bubble? Sure. And then, yeah, like tell us about the journey from like 2012, 13 to when we last saw you properly okay. to getting to this point. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, a research fellow effectively is what you term as an early career researcher, right? Somebody who's in the sort of the early career um, stage who are affiliated as a fellow with the college, which is my college is Keeble College. As a result, I have duties uh, of teaching in the engineering undergraduate course, as well as having my own small personal budget and the ability to apply for funding. Uh, really? Yeah. I didn't know about this. We talk about this offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not for you guys. I mean, yeah, spend it on the sciences. Obviously. Yeah, we, yeah, we do scientists. scientists. Oh, yeah. yeah. Social yeah. scientists. 
That's not a science. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll edit that one out. <laughs> so, yeah, so I apply for this funding and, so, and then I can do my own personal research uh, mm. with that funding. At the same time, so I'm employed on a second research budget as my postdoc and that's a European funded project where I do... Well, that's about to go down the drain, isn't it? Yeah, so we're a bit unsure what's happening. Right now. I think for this current project, we're okay. In that right. Whatever happens, the government will cover the funding. Oh, right. It's a shortfall. It's just the future applications. What happens with those? Mm. Nobody's really sure. Interesting. So, yeah. Because I bet Oxford get like a lot of research oh, funding from yeah. Europe. From Europe, we get a, a ton. We get the largest income from any wow. university wow. in Europe. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it'll be a shame to lose it if it is lost. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So that's basically what I do as a research fellow here. And I'm mm. a postdoc on my journey, I guess. Well, I left you guys 2012. I graduated from here. So the same year Same as, as me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I left. The two uh, dead weights that he left behind. Yeah. Holding him back. Yeah. By association. <laughs> <laughs> since that, it's all been. He's just like. It's all guns blazing since he left us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I left uh, with nothing to do in 2012. Really? I finished my exams in June and I had nothing lined up, no internship, no job. And in some ways that was incredibly scary because I guess a lot of undergraduates here will feel, or undergraduates anyway will feel, oh, if I have left university without a job, I failed somehow. Yeah. I guess you must have had this pressure to get internships and jobs. Yeah. Yeah. There was that kind of feeling, but it's the best decision I ever made because I had this freedom to do what I wanted and think about what I wanted to do. Mm. And so I did a few internships. I even went did an internship in India, believe it or not. Did Delhi. you? Yeah, yeah, in Delhi, through the career service here. Yeah, wow, what was that? I was working on biofuels with Indian oil. Oh, okay. So researching biofuels from algae, which I did a project on in my undergrad. Um, and that was interesting. Oh. Yeah, an experience. And then whilst I was there, I decided to apply for a DPhil in biomedical engineering. Mm. And so then I came back the year after to do my DPhil in biomedical engineering. Or that was at Keeble? At Mansfield College. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that was a, so a DPhil, I guess, PhD. It's so equivalent of a PhD. Mm. And that was in modeling sort of blood flow in the brain and trying to basically plug the imaging gap. So at the moment now, God forbid, if anything happened to anyone, you get put in an MRI scanner mm. and scan your brain yeah. and, and you get the impression of what happens on this kind of smeared scale. You don't see the small vessels. You can mm. see vessels up to about a millimeter thing, okay. mm. anything below that, which is the vast majority of your vessels you can't see. So the idea was, can we kind of come the other way with mathematical modeling, sort of build models from sort of dead human brains where we've imaged scans of the tiny vessels, mm. build these statistical models from those, yeah. and then sort of go the other way back towards the imaging. So try and get them to kind of meet in, in the, the middle, middle state, mm. and try to derive the parameters from the mathematical models to the MRI scan sort of thing. So that was what my PhD was. And is it, like, is it quite samey then? Like, presumably, like, you'd be relying on other people and their brains, right? So... Is yeah, it quite samey so that you can actually model backwards? No, there's a huge amount of human variability. Okay, great. I mean, like, it is enormous. Anything in the brain uh, or just the human body varies yeah. so massively from person to person. Yeah. Which is why we went down a statistical modeling route. So kind of if you do a statistical model, you get right. some variability. Okay. And so you can model this variability in, in the... Okay. But, um, yeah, it's difficult. But then how does that help? I mean, it, it mustn't be helpful in terms of like actual, you know, a surgeon would not no, find that helpful. No, not right now, no. But it would be presumably helpful in terms of just like high-level diagnosis or... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I in guess... In terms of like wider numbers and like you can get, kind of get yeah, bigger trends. Exactly. I guess the idea is can we kind of 
go towards building full brain models, which is yeah. currently what I'm doing in the current research I'm on, and sort of simulating div- medical devices or drugs affect interacting with the brain models. Yeah. And then can we extract signals from these models right, yeah. that we can extract from somebody being imaged? Yeah. Yeah. And that obviously won't help a surgeon immediately in the immediate sense, but it may help in clinical trials. It may yeah. help in, in device development and manufacture and that sort of thing. Makes sense. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm really curious to kind of hear what the transition has been like from being that undergrad, the mm-hmm. fresh-faced undergrad, yeah. to now being the scary face that the undergrads now have to, you know, come to tutorials with. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of like depressing in some way when you enter a tutorial being like, oh my God, they're scared of me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be the one scared of the like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like if I tell them off, they take it seriously. <laughs> I shouldn't say this. I hope none of my undergrads watch this. But yeah, it it, it was interesting because when I started when I did my DPhil, I started teaching almost immediately. Within the first year of my D PhD, I started teaching, and so I was still the young, cool PhD student, oh, yeah. and it was much more of a mm. equal relationship oh, yeah, in some yeah. way. You know, much more a little yeah. more dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And then once I finished my DPhil, I went to work in hospital in Southampton, um, trying to this interesting project. But that was um, trying to measure pressure in your brain non-invasively right. so without so. drilling a hole through your skull and oh, sticking yeah, yeah, a probe in, which is the current gold standard yeah so that was good fun but i didn't do any teaching there and then i came back here for my research fellowship which i have now and then all of a sudden it's kind of like oh i've kind of gone through this threshold where i'm no longer the cool young <laughs> yeah. i'm this oldish person i mean and the transition i guess was gradual because i was teaching during my d film and mm. i came back to teach and so it was never kind of a, a shock to the system but sometimes I, I sit back and i think oh so I'm on the other side. Yeah. Life kind of does that, doesn't it? You, it does. You, you, if you just take stock, you're like, oh, I'm kind of here now. Yeah. And it's weird because it just snowballed. You didn't really, there's never a kind of... Exactly. The way I think about it is if you see somebody every day, mm. your family member or a friend or something, yeah. you don't notice them growing. Them, them growing. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's yeah. particularly with children or teenagers. Yeah. But like when you go home to, and sometimes to see family, mm. um, for example, I have family in Libya, for example, when I go back, you know, and you see them at discrete time points, maybe mm. one every one, one or two years, you very you know, much just, notice yeah. that change. And it's and a similar sort of thing. 100%. Yeah. It's really interesting. And as part of your role, presumably you're like interviewing applicants and stuff as well? I do, yeah, yeah. I interview applicants, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done podcasts recently on our whole like interview process and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I guess it'd be interesting as an extension to that mm. to kind of talk about your analysis of the whole application process. So thinking about your application to this place and getting in, yeah. but also now that you're completely on the other side, mm-hmm. what is it that makes a candidate stand out? What you're looking for in interviews and things like that? Just Yeah, I mean, I can only, I can only speak for engineering, I guess. Yeah. It's difficult. It's incredibly stressful for candidates, but what you have to realize it is incredibly stressful for us to because we are making decisions that are going to affect people positively or negatively Mm. for the rest of their lives and i take that and does 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 it weigh heavily do you think amongst your peers as well like i get that it weighs heavily for you personally but i think for a lot of them it does i can't speak for all of them but for ones i know it is a heavy decision they don't want to take it lightly and Mm. and it is incredibly sort of time consuming i mean we do stay up late into the evenings trying to make these decisions oh, really? um yeah 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 for sure it's not something taken lightly and so it is difficult for us so the general interview setup we have is you know you'll come in you have about five minutes at the beginning where we talk about your personal statement and then mm. we give you two questions one on maths one on physics and then some a chance for you to ask questions at the end mm. that's the general setup what makes a candidate stand out the questions we ask you are not going to be questions you've seen before mm but they will be related to 
concepts in physics or maths you've seen before. Right. Okay. Right. And so I guess a lot of A levels and GCSEs, what they teach you what to do, what they teach you to do is to answer types of questions. Yeah. Mm. If you remember your GCSEs and A levels, well, yeah. You learn how to do this type of integration. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know this type of question is coming up. Yeah. What we're trying to do is break away from that and be like. Do you understand the concept underlying that question? Mm. And can you apply it to a new scenario? Yeah. yeah. So for me, really, it's the confidence or the ability for them to sit there and be like, I'm confident in my ability to think through this and not be too scared mm. and say, okay, I think this is related to the conservation of energy or the conservation of whatever or momentum or mass. And therefore, I will apply it to this completely un yeah. new scenario. Mm. And what I quite like is, for example, I expect somebody not to know what to do to start off with. Yeah. Mm. But if I give them a hint, are they able to sort of sit there and process that hint and mm. think, oh, okay, this is related to yeah. what I know. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's that ability to kind of take a hold of something you're given and, and run with it. And that's mm. what I'm looking for. So can you give us an example of a question that you've historically... <laughs> you know, um, used or the kind of question that, you know, you've, it could just be an example of a question you find online or something. Oh, that's a good question. I should have prepared something. I can't remember, but something to do with sort of vehicles or, or cars or going down hills or things like that. Oh, yeah. And, I'll be straight in there. <laughs> yeah. With your GCSE you, physics. Was it, was it FMA? F4C? Was F4C was mass and acceleration. Straight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you're straight in there with, and that's interesting. You went straight in with F equals MA, but there could potentially be another way of answering it. Okay. Using, <laughs> using energy conservation. Oh, really? Like kinetic oh, yeah, kinetic oh, yeah. energy and potential energy in there. Yeah. V and, equals uh, FL. That's not relevant. Wavelength equals frequency. I was trying to think what's going on here. Yeah. It's all coming out. You should have done maths. I did like maths, further maths and physics at A-level. Oh, really? Uh, I did all right at all of them. But then I decided that, yeah. He, he decided it wasn't a real science, so. Yeah. yeah. He said he wanted to do yeah. PPE. Instead of that. Yeah. Anyway. But, have you noticed, by the way, yeah. so my, I've got this hypothesis that all the scumbags and the legends at Oxford yeah. are either classicists or PPEists. Scumbags and legends. Have a thing. Classicists, PPEists. In, all, in every group, in every year group, in every intake, in every college. But are you saying the legends can only be from those as well? Or are no, you saying that... High propensity of right. legends and scumbags yeah. being PPEists. Well, that's that's, that's a given. Classicists. I mean, yeah. it's definitely a given about PPE, though. Yeah. Like, that's not like... I don't think that's novel. I don't think that's novel. I don't think it is novel, no. Oh, well, I thought it was. I think it attracts a certain type of person. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. who know what they want to do, i.e. go into politics, whatever it yeah. is. Go I don't want to go into politics. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't mind. Policy work would be quite interesting. Yeah, actually. it's true. Yeah, Advising it's true. the government on science. Yeah, sort of that would anyway. be quite interesting. Yeah, 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 I think that's something I'd like to do in the future. Well, we'll set it up. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get this video to Boris. Yeah, yeah. Boris, or, or to his advisor, whatever his name is, Cummings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dominic. Yeah, like, Dominic. Oh, yeah, you want yeah. tomatoes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, look at your look at the hair. Yeah, I know. You should have told me we could actually video this. I'd actually, cut, I would have cut my hair. <laughs> no, it's good. It like kind of it's that. You know, it's it's, it's still done. Isn't look, it? isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. Mm. All right. So back to the interview. So you've got like a question going. Yeah. Then what do you do? Like grill them hard. No, no, no. I am not trying to trip you up. Really. That is the number one rule. And there's no trick question. I am trying to see whether. You... That's what they're trained you to say, isn't it? No, no, I no, <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm only jesting. But uh, I'm honestly trying to see whether you can learn. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that's because... kind of yeah. I mean, like completely. That's kind of what we've said in our stuff as well. I, I think mm. because um, ultimately, you know, you're trying to coax what's good out of them. I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. You're not trying to. It's not about let's try and trip them up with a nasty question. Not at all. Not at all. I'm not trying to trip you yeah. up. It's a line of reasoning or kind of way of thinking. Yeah. And when you see it, you see it. You're like that guy's got it. 
Or, yeah, in or a way. Really. At least you see it in, yeah. in social sciences. Or like or argumentation, you see that. Like, I suppose in the yeah. maths and physics. It's not really field. argumentation for us. It's sort of the ability to kind of work on knowledge they have and, and mm. build on it. So yeah. building on knowledge. And, and you know, the tutorial system. You're in a group of two or three people. And so it's, it's, it's an incredible environment where you can learn yeah. dynamically yeah. in the moment. And so we want the interview is effectively like a tutorial, a mm. mini tutorial in which we try to teach you something and you try yeah. to run with it. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. What are the kind of application rates and like... How many people do you have to sift through these days? And Oof, it's quite a lot these days, actually. Akiba is a very popular engineering college. Is it? Yeah, it's the ever since you graduated from it, the true. application just shut it is, up. It is the best performing engineering. College. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. like, actually, being a research fellow here is probably fairly competitive. Yeah. Well, we do good teaching. Yeah, I'd like to think yeah. we, we do teach well, and so. Getting in has become more competitive at Keeble. I guess what we had probably 140 applicants, I think, this year, something along those lines. Mm. No, actually, probably 100. Yeah, 100 applicants, sorry, for about 12 spaces. Okay. That's not too bad. I thought it would be like, I thought, do they cull it down to 100, though, before you even see it? I we would have read 100 UCAS forms. I think that's what came through. Right. Okay. That's not bad statistics, is yeah. it? Yeah. And then we interviewed about... 4850. Right. Oh, so did they sift it down that much? I yeah. thought Oxford don't sift as much as... I mean, I remember when I was applying. Yeah. I don't know if it was even right, but the common advice I got was like, Oxford don't sift as much as Cambridge. I think it was true back in our day. Right, but it's when, changed. Yeah, I think the numbers have really gone through the roof. Ah, I in see. In terms of applications. Right. I think the average statistic for Oxford when we came was like four people to every, to every space on average. Really? Yeah, I think that was when I read it back in 2007, I think it was. That's all right. It was about yeah. four to one was the average. And I think that's gone up quite a bit since then. Why do you think that is? International applications ah. actually have really gone, right. I mean, uh, particularly from the United States and China. They've really sort of increased. And why do you think that is? Well, that's a good question. I guess China makes sense in terms of sort of growing affluence yeah. and growing middle class mm. there. And we'll probably see the same with, with India in the future. Mm. Um, the US, I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. Fascinating. Hmm. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. It's getting more competitive and it will only get more competitive, I think. And Wahabi, yeah, so obviously, you know, you're on the podcast, yeah. Millionaire Muslim. Mm. I saw you smirk at that. I thought you liked that. Mm. Um, <laughs> given your strong views on income inequality, maybe we talk about that. Maybe we'll kind of <laughs> edit it out. Mm. But I want to talk to you about just the importance of, you know, the reason why we do IFG, as you know, is that mm -hmm. we want to help gap that in income inequality and wealth inequality between yeah. Muslims who are on average 20% poorer than the mm -hmm. rest of the world. And especially in the UK, you know, the Muslim community, about yeah. half of which live in the 10% poorest constituencies. That's true, yeah. And a, a lot of Muslims don't necessarily go into academia yeah. and these key kind of fields. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to hear your thoughts on, you know, why someone should consider academia and think about it. I think probably what I say is true of any sort of job that is on, that has underrepresentation for Muslims. But in order for things to kind of change in society and for us to be taken seriously in some respect, yeah. right, you need to have positions of power. People in positions yeah. of power are able to influence things. Yeah. And this is why more and more, sort of at least in the sciences, you need to have on the interview panels. Uh, equal number of men and women, yeah. right? And these sorts, because there's a huge underrepresentation of women in, in, in science. Of course, of course. And that makes complete sense to me. If you have an equal number, then you have sort of decision makers yeah. who have positions of power from mm. both groups, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's why Muslims should go into things like academia. Academia, it's not the best paid job, but it's still a well-paid job, yeah. you know? 
it's you're not slacking shelves in Tesco sort of yeah. salary, but you're not going to be earning London City salaries, yeah. right? That's a given. But it gives you this freedom, this flexibility. I mean, you have an idea, you can apply for money, and then you can research this idea. Yeah. And I think that's incredibly appealing. You know, there's something quite beautiful about the freedom of, okay, I do some teaching, and that's incredibly exciting because you learn mm. a lot from your students yeah. all the time. Mm. It's so very clever. But sort of I have this idea and I will go and I will research this idea. And if you're in the sciences, quite often there is potential for sort of commercializability and spinning yeah. this out. So if you are interested in that, you can always go down that avenue. Mm. And I remember giving a talk to sort of the Muslim Researcher Network, trying to inspire them to go into academia. And I can't exactly remember what I was saying, but I was saying, like, really, academia needs you. Yeah. You know, position, these, these sorts of positions, they need people who are from all diverse walks of life. Mm. And... Why shouldn't it be you? you know, I shouldn't be the only Muslim in a sort of yeah. high-ranking academic job. And, you know, and sort of we're trying to sort of create a path for Muslims it's to follow. Easier to for, for context, yeah. uh, like how many other Muslim, like, other Muslim, like, in your position have you, have you come across in Oxford? There are some. It's interesting because at DFA level, there's a lot more. At undergrad, there's a lot more. And then as soon as you start sort of rising up the ranks to sort of assistant professor or professor, mm. I mean, they really kind of drop out. Yeah. Basically. Why do you think that is? I don't know. And I read a really interesting statistic about professional engineers. Yeah. So across the country, across the UK, about 25% of engineers, undergrad engineers, are BME, Black Minority Ethnic, right? So I guess we can lump the Muslims into that category. Yeah. And then... When you go into professional engineering, the statistic goes 0.1% wow. of professional engineers. Are you serious? Yeah. Our yeah, BME. What, How what, does that work? What are classes professional engineers? Uh, I think chartered engineers. So they have a C-Eng. Right. Oh, so like they've actually stayed in the industry Correct. and actually got to that point. Correct. Of, wow. Yeah. That is mental. Yeah. So I need to double check. It was on the Royal Academy of Engineering, I think it was, something along those lines. But I need to double check. But it's, it's yeah. something like 0. something. Or, oh, my yeah. gosh. It's all right. We're, I mean, we don't need to double check. We're going to parrot that statistic <laughs> for the rest yeah. of our lives. But, uh, no, I, but why that happens, I really don't know. What is happening to the Muslims as they kind of, I, I guess a part of it is almost certainly institutional. There are institutional yeah. barriers for mm. Muslims because... You know, they may not understand Ramadan, for example, right? yeah. and the difficulty of trying to kind of keep a nine to five yeah, job while yeah. fast and that sort of thing. Right? Might, I think you're right. Religious holidays, yeah. Eid, you know, if Eid falls on a day, you have to lecture, you know, along these sorts of lines. Yeah. Right? And I think there's a growing awareness in universities and universities are always at the forefront, in my opinion, yeah. in comparison to. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And that is definitely a good thing. And yeah, if you I think it's actually a good place for Muslims to work. Oh, it gives 100%. You the yeah, yeah. To actually, do what you want, yeah. yeah. It'd be a great place to work. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a really good place for Muslims to work if you do want to kind of maintain sort of religious holidays and not be too kind of boxed in. And what a great environment as well. Like, I really miss being in Oxford. Uh, and like, and, okay. and universities generally are just, you know, you're surrounded by bright people. Oh, you? you're constantly stimulated. Yeah, that is something that's... And when, when you get out of like the university bubble, you kind of forget that, especially Oxford. Oh, yeah. Especially Oxford. Yeah. But so, you're back now. Yeah. Well... Until later today. <laughs> <laughs> when we leave the bubble once again. Yeah. Yeah. Go back into the the, the fog that is London. Oh, yes. Smog. Beautiful London. I know. I know. So in terms of like the future, mm. given your kind of academic interests, and we're obviously, we love investing in new ideas, startups, mm. and, you know, we're angel investors. Where do you think we should be focusing our attentions in your specific area that you think, all right, that is an area that is going to be some major, major... It's going to change the world. Yeah. Okay. So you're all aware of 
the hype around artificial intelligence. Oh, for sure. We see it in like... <laughs> is that some new concept? Yeah. No, we see I, it in like every, nearly every pitch deck that we get. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it is just kind of a buzzword that's thrown into literally every pitch yeah. that ever comes in. And so We chuck it in sometimes. Well, I mean... <laughs> We're like, you know... I'm artificially I, I, intelligent. I'm, I'm one of the few who does not chuck that into my pitch. I refuse to. Good. But I think that has become so saturated that it's very difficult to kind of separate the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it's just become a word. That? Can you like, can you help us separate the wheat from the chaff? I could potentially, but sort of my brother would be better at doing that. He's more an artificial intelligence. I see. So, yeah, he'd be better at doing that. And he's the wheat, isn't he? He's not the chaff. He's the wheat, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't Definitely. want the chaff. Like, I'm, I'm, the chaff, chaff. I'm the chaff. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's a default in AI machine Enough, learning. Yeah, 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 in machine learning, artificial intelligence. So, so, yeah. At some kind of college, yeah. Yes, so, like Worcester College. Right. So yeah. you can Some you can, kind of college. Well, no, I don't know. It sounds like fishing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He actually was undergrad at Worcester as well. No, he's undergrad at Keeble. Is it Keeble? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But he's gone to a better college now. Nah. And Keebles. He will always be. Worcester. Worcester is the only place where the porters questioned me. Um, <laughs> really? Have you tried to I, was, I was acting in a play. They were doing rehearsals there. Yeah. And all the other cast members were standing there, you know, white middle class. Yeah. Standard. And there was me. And they were like, oh, what are you doing here? I was quite offended. I was like, yeah, I'm in a play. I'm acting in a play. What do you think? Well, to be honest, if I was the porter and saw you, I'd question you too. Uh, to be honest, I got a question last night outside Lincoln College. Did you actually? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I'm going strong. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Um, Colin, what were you talking about? What, what were you just saying? Worcester. Uh, AI, wheat from the chat. AI, 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 AI. And you were talking about what which should you look for? As yeah. yeah. And for me, I think in sort of the field I'm interested in is, is this idea of hyper-personalized medicine. Okay. Yeah. So um, medicine that is targeted towards individuals. Mm. That, that is the future of medical care. That is the future of medicine. And that can come through sort of computation, through this sort of stuff I do, which is yeah. sort of in silico clinical trials, which is clinical trials on computers, yeah. mm. where we can sort of model your individual treatment plan effectively on a computer. Because humans are individually so different. Because the variability in humans is so large. Yeah. And, and is it like, so you, you'd have to bring down the like the time span of clinical trials then as well, right? Or the time span of that like calculation or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, the computation, yeah. Because yeah, otherwise so. it's not useful for it to be like individually for sure. customized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be the major sticking block in terms of getting it down to sort of individuals. Yeah. I mean, you could run it on a supercomputer, but hospitals won't really have access yeah. to an extent. Yet. Yet. Or, I mean, you never if, know. If it becomes like a massive cost saving. Yeah, and you know, you've got quantum, quantum computing is now starting, I think, I would say probably in the next 10, 20 years, I'm not an expert in quantum at all, so don't yeah. quote me, but the next 10, 20 years, I would think you'd get into the stage where you'd have sort of a quantum cloud computing in the sense that you want something computed, you send it, you send it off to yeah. a centralized computer, does the computation and sends it Compact. back to you. Interesting. <laughs> so that is interesting. Yeah, but for me, it's all about hyperpersonal. I mean, that's what my interest is medical care. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so hyperpersonalized medicine and also education. Yeah, this idea of education and the growth of education in, in the developing world is a big factor that's going to sort of really grow. Um, okay. Well, good, good quality education. Why is that, like, from an angel perspective, why should we care? Why should you care? That, what, what is there, like, I mean, when you, from an angel perspective, we're thinking, okay, so. I get that there's a need for it, yeah. but do you think that there's also like a market for it? As People well? are willing to pay for sure. Really? Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, I've seen this sort of in all these sort of developing world, a lot of sort of middle income developing countries mm. who, you know, the family has aspirational, money, aspiration, yeah. it's aspirational, and they will yeah. pay. And as long as it's a good quality what you're serving, yeah. I think you know there's a lot of, there's a big market for that. Yeah, interesting. Maybe we should look into it. Hmm? Any final words, Mohsin? I get ten percent, right? 
We'll, we'll sort you out. Good. We'll sort you out. You'll be in there. Make money somehow. As long as, long as, <laughs> as, long as you're putting in the money in, you can get whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I haven't got any. <laughs> we'll, get, uh, we'll get the, you know, the, the Keeble fund to do it. <laughs> we'll probably get £200 from them. <laughs> Is it like Keeble doesn't have a massive endowment, does it? Or does it? It's not bad. It's middle, middle. Middle, middle of the road. Yeah, middle of the road, yeah. Cheeky like I mean, all these colleges have got like relatively sizable portfolios individually. So. Yes, oh, for sure. Yeah, And people just opened their new graduate centre as well, which is quite nice. Yeah, yeah, well, they should, they should have not done that and invested in said. True. In islamicfinanceguru.com. <laughs> <laughs> just put it in the FTSE, which has been crashing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, well... It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Um, it's been great to see you. Yeah, it's been great to, to sit down. It's been such a long yeah, time. Yeah. Who would have thought, you know, eight years ago that we'd be sat back here interviewing you on a podcast? Man in Keeble since Imran Khan. Yeah, probably even before Imran. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But uh, I'm just kidding. That's what they've got on like the board outside Keeble. Yeah, a picture of Imran Khan. Yeah. <laughs> no, a picture of you. You should try and get onto the, like, do the that, yeah. portrait in, in the hall. So we saw in Lincoln, because all the other portraits were men. Yeah, so they had like underneath. They had like these new portraits. Yeah, we have we have similar things. Do you? We have a, a diversity portrait. Yeah, that's what they've done. So like sort of a whole mixture of people. Nice. Are you yeah. In Lincoln, they're all female. Oh, I think deliberately because all the old pictures of yeah, the okay. you know no, back no, in the day are all male. Of diversity, so men, women. You should get on there. What are you playing at? I know. I, well, I came just a little you, too late. I think. Do you want me to write a letter of complaint? To you should uh, actually. Yeah, yeah, great. Thanks. I'll do that. <laughs> get us on there as well. I'll send a few. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like a black and white portrait of us. Yeah. Happy days. I've visited Keeble once or twice. Yeah. I've prayed Jamar here once or twice. <laughs> oh, once a week, but a lot more than that. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's there was no prayer room back then. Oh, yeah, there's no prayer room back then. Literally every Friday was here. It was, isn't it? Yeah, I remember that. Like, you sorted it? No, it wasn't me that sorted it. It was what? like a sorted way before I'd started on the Right, I see. I remember that was the first Jamar I came to down the you know, that, uh, the corner over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Arco building. Yeah. yeah, although I think that's not. I think by the end we were praying in. Oh, where were we praying? We'd moved somewhere else. It wasn't Wadham, but it was... Uh, Hart, uh, Hart? Hartford. Oh, was it Hartford? Hartford, Hartford. Yeah. Oh, it was Hartford. Eamon, I think, used to sort that out. Did he? Yeah. Amazing times. Right, well, yeah. well so instead of getting into, like, inside jokes and stuff, I think we'd... Uh, like, you know, college, like, logistics. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. people are like, here would be like, like, what is going on? Hartford? Worcester? <laughs> like, Hartford? Why are we like, <laughs> room bookings from, like, five years ago? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, really niche. Oh, it's good to see that you are both still waste men. So yeah, absolutely. absolutely, we are. Yeah, We're still, still just dusting so around. Much, yeah, you haven't much like unchanged. <laughs> 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 right well uh, we'll call it a day there Jazakallah khair Rahbi I really appreciate your time much. and we'll hopefully see you in sooner than 8 years Inshallah Inshallah, Inshallah definitely Salaam Alaikum If you got this far you must have enjoyed the podcast which means you'll definitely love our other episodes and other content we produce as well Inshallah Be sure to check out the website islamicfinanceguru.com as well as our YouTube channel and social media Until next time Assalamu Alaikum <laughs>